welcome to the Stable Travel Podcast, hosted by Nicolette Lafferty. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 41 and today I got Merit. Would you like to introduce yourself, Merit? Sure, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. Um, my name's Merit Hassanen and I'm a, I'm a filmmaker um, and I'm a CP active Champions. Yes. So you've been travelling quite a lot recently. So you've been to Egypt, Norway, New York, even Athens. So what is your favourite Athens lot? It's a tricky question. Um, I don't. I don't know if I can actually pick a favorite. Um, I think, excuse me, I think being able to travel overseas and experience a different culture and a different lifestyle is such a privilege. Um, and I thoroughly enjoyed all, all four trips. Um, but if I have to choose a favourite, I'd have to say New York because I was there completely by myself and um, it just felt so freeing to be in an international country um, and travelling solo. Yeah. So you did quite a bit of work. You do your travelling with work quite a bit and um, do disability stuff and movie and all that. So can you tell us a bit about that? Oh, sure. Um, a couple of years ago, I worked as an associate producer on a feature film called Shadow, which was produced um, by Back to Back Theatre, and um, the story revolves around a group of disability activists who try to warn the public about the future of AI um, and the future threat to humanity. Um, and, <laughs> and that film has been... And that film is what has taken me to Athens and New York and Norway. So we've um, been showing in festivals um, and as part of the festivals we do Q&A screen, Q&As and 
Um, we run workshops on how to make film production accessible for people with disability. Um, and so that's, that's a film side of things. And then, um, I, last year I got involved in CP Active and I've had the opportunity to go down and represent the Cerebral Palsy Alliance and CP Active at various events in Melbourne and Canberra. So, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. So, what is your experience going through airport with Cerebral Palsy? For the most part, airports have been a pretty good experience. But um, in some of the domestic airports, I think Melbourne has them and so do Canberra. They have um, new security screening machines where you... Don't just walk through, but you have to stand sort of like a starfish and it never works. Um, and I, I tried it my first time in Melbourne and then I said to someone working at the airport, I, I don't think this is going to work in they said that's okay, you know what? And the um, key that has the old traditional, you just walk through. Um, and so now when I go to airports, I just choose those, choose those keys. Yeah, because I, I okay, um, to hit more international airport where they got the facial recognition machine. And when I'm, I know when I'm really tired, they don't work on me. So, do you have any, have got any of that experience? Well, it's funny you should say that, not the last few trips, but that's where. Years ago, pre-pandemic, I went to Hawaii and to get into Hawaii, you have to give, at the time, you had to give a hand print of, of your, um, a hand print that I guess gave them your fingerprints, but it has had to be your right hand. And as CP affects the right side of my body, that was quite a task. And it was some kind of automated machine. And I was traveling with mum. Girls, girls trip and someone came up to us after a while and said 
outside cages, you just do your left hand. And then we finally got to the actual passport control gate. And they still insisted on getting the prints of my right hand and I can't actually remember specifically what happened, but I think I probably held my right wrist in place and mum held my, my fingers flat or something. <laughs> anyway, it was it was just a really strange experience and I'd never been to the States before this, but I thought for such a you know, modern old country, you just really surprised me. And so when I went to New York this year, was kind of psyching myself self up to have to do the same thing. But now they just take a, um, as you were saying, now they just take a photo of you. So I was very happy about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's nice. They did keep. I don't do that to bring me. They say, keep doing it, try again. And I try about five or six times until they finally say, no, it's not. You have to go through the manual poster. Oh. Anyway, um, so what do you look for when you book or someone else book? accommodation? I'm actually quite, I don't need that many adjustments that come up when it comes to accommodation. Uh, I just try and look for um, a shower that's, I guess, like a standalone shower that you don't have to climb over a bath, um, which I can do, but it's easier just to um, walk into a shower. Uh, you can't really think of anything more specific than that. Um, and then you talk about the tour you went on to in Athens about and you talk about the stability issue there. So can you talk out a bit about that? Yeah, so I went to Athens a few days before I work started because I thought I can't possibly go to Athens and not see the Acropolis. And I asked in the hotel if they could recommend a one-on-one tour. And, and so I asked in Athens if they could recommend a one-on-one tour. And they recommended a group tour. And I said, you know, I I walk slower 
another people and a friend who had been to Athens previously had dominated parts of the Acropolis really steep and you know there's there were these giant granite staircases with no handrails and I'm like well at some point I need a hand you know someone to hold on to and if I'd been traveling with a friend of a family member, it wouldn't have been absolutely fine, but I went by myself, so I don't want the smartest thing to do is uh, one on one to us. And the hotel kept insisting on a group tour, and I, I asked them about three times, and they said, no, it, 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 it'll be fine. And so, <laughs> and so I got on this tour bus and I was quite excited by the potential to, you know, meet other people on the tour and stuff. And we, um, we were picked up at our hotel and we went to another hotel in Athens to pick up other people. And we stayed in the hotel for quite a while and then someone got on the bus and walked up to me and said, excuse me, couldn't you... Um, Please get off the bus because this tour is not, you know, accessible enough or it's, you know, not right for you and, you, you know, potentially slow the group down. And um, I said, well, I didn't ask at the hotel and I was quite... <laughs> Diplomatic, but I say, you know, I asked the hotel and they said it would be in, wouldn't be an issue. Anyway, I ended up getting off the bus, having to get a taxi back from this hotel to the hotel I was staying at. And by the time I got back to my hotel, the concierge was very apologetic and I think they had probably just spoken to someone on the phone and the person on the other end of the phone didn't think it would be an issue. Anyway, I was had to start work the following day and I said, look, today is the only day I can really say the Acropolis and I don't want to leave Athens not having not having seen the Acropolis and anyway I eventually got 
a local. I think he he worked in the hotel, so he wasn't even a tour guide. And so I I missed out on all the I guess historical stuff that I did get to the Acropolis that day. Um and it's a good story to tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a good story to tell, but it, it also had, like, that shocking and, I would say, rudeness yeah. side to it. Yeah, and I think what annoys me most about that experience is I know what I need better than anyone else and if I tell someone I think a one-on-one tour is most appropriate (laughs) don't don't keep convincing me that a group tour will suffice yeah it's been like um People at your hotel, or probably should. Hmm. Is it like people at your hotel probably shouldn't weigh up their disability first? Look, I'm, I'm definitely not blaming anyone because it's just, a, you know, I guess for me, a great experience to have had, and that was. The first time I was in an, uh, in another country by myself, but yeah, it was just uh, maybe I guess I could have been a bit more definitive and said, "No, this is <laughs> you know this way or no way," but um, yeah. I look back on it now and think, okay, well, that was a, you know, fun experience. And and the main thing is I I didn't get to see the Acropolis and that was, um, you know, that was amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So when you travel. In like buses and trains and stuff. Um, what are your accessibility needs? Um, buses and trains and accessibility. Uh, I must admit, I'm I'm quite um. I don't think "place" is quite the right word, but when I'm when I was a message, I just kind of walked or even it rather than bus and trained it. Um, I'm not really good with standing on buses. Standing on trains is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm not. Quite sure how, how well I can answer that for you, Nicholas. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I think we cover everything I wanted to talk about. So I'm going to wrap it up now. So thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks so much for having me. You have been listening to the Accessible Travel Podcast. You can follow Nicolette on his Instagram page, nlaku20.